Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. everybody, Chad Madden here with the Grow Your Practice podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to do a deep dive into conversion with the uh, president of the physical therapy division for better healthcare, Marla Ranieri. So welcome to the podcast here, Marla. Thank you so much for having me today. Great. And uh, I, I also want people to know um, that you're not only the president of the physical therapy division for better healthcare, but you're also a DPT and OCS, correct? That's correct. Great. So um, in doing research for this call, I came across a couple of things that I really liked your, how you became a physical therapist story that I'm uh, literally directly stealing from uh, another interview that you did. But uh, if you could share that story here, I think that'd be great. How'd you become a physical therapist? Thanks so much. I was a very competitive gymnast and had numerous injuries. Um, back in the day, I you know went to college for gymnastics and and really, uh, the physical therapists and the doctors were the people who kept putting me back together and getting me back out on the floor. Um, my closest person to me was actually a physician because uh, I had five shoulder surgeries. And I told him I wanted to be a, a physician. And he said, you know, if you want this camaraderie we have today, it's, it's going to be more of a physical therapist, not, not a physician. Not many people see me and inter- interact with me as much as you do. <laughs> That's great. And that, that was because you were in there in the office all the time? All the time. One Great. surgery, back out on the mat, and then back for another surgery. <laughs> awesome. And uh, just so everybody has some context here, uh, you were top of the top in terms of elite. You were at University of Stanford, and then you completed your DPT at the University of Columbia, correct? Yes. Great. And uh, just as an aside, I don't think we talked about this beforehand, but uh, uh, our head of uh, customer success here at Breakthrough. Chris is from University of Columbia as well. And uh, every time I'm talking with him, I feel like I need a dictionary um, just because the, uh, the, the level of the conversation is significantly higher than what I'm used to in my day to day. So uh, we'll, we'll keep that in mind as we go through here and I'll ask you for lots of uh, definitions. Um, I want to talk about the, the main thing that you're doing with uh, better healthcare in terms of um, using conversion tools. And, you know, the, if I can just read a line from uh, the website in, in terms of the main purpose of better healthcare, it's to drive growth and revenue through appointment volume by using a conversion tool, for example, a digital front door. Can you talk about um, what that means to you? And then also with the, the physical therapy owners that you're working with, uh, essentially, how, what does that mean for them? Absolutely. So notoriously in physical therapy and healthcare in general, the process of getting a patient in the door has been reaching out to doctors, getting doctors to refer them to you, giving them a a script pad and they have to call your clinic. Um, Or now more so people are starting to find you online and get to your website, but it still is a phone call or maybe a form they fill out their name and email. And then again, they just have to be called by the front desk to get in the door. And as you know, I know this entire world has changed dramatically. Um, Everybody wants services at the tip of their fingers. They want it to be easy. They want it to be convenient. And they don't necessarily want to make a bunch of phone calls or, you know, wait for somebody to call them back. 
And that's what we do at Better Healthcare is we make it so seamless and simple for a patient and a physical therapy clinic to connect that the patient is gonna to go to you first before anyone else, because with a click of a button, they can put their information in, see what's available, and then the front desk can click that, confirm it, and, and the two can be connected. That's great. And uh, just to back you up there, uh, Marla, we, so we also are testing a call center. We've been doing it for quite some time. Um, and I can tell you the, the, the sooner the human contact interaction happens from the minute the, that uh, potential patient clicks on a Google ad or whatever it may be, whatever Facebook ad, Instagram, YouTube video, whatever that may be, the sooner that human interaction works, it's exponentially higher in terms of the conversion rate that they ultimately end up in a plan of care. If we wait as little as six or seven minutes, there's a, a pretty steep cliff that that person, like you mentioned, in our day and age, they're going to move on to searching for a physical therapist by me, or they'll just move to the next name on the list and call or click. And whoever has the easiest conversion rate um, always wins. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, and I know uh, you do a ton of integration um, with EMRs as well. So th this is uh, EMR agnostic. It doesn't matter who we're using in EMR, correct? That's correct. We have different integrations with different EMRs and we also have a non-integrated model, which some clinics that tend to be the busier clinics are actually uh, more opt to use. Great. So the, I know uh, you had mentioned um, SEO or primarily Google, um, can you talk about, so I click on an ad, how does this work? How would this work in my practice? Great, so we think of it as a funnel, right? They, you might be doing a lot of the branding and awareness or have a company like, like you guys who are helping Breakthrough Marketing, who's helping doing the branding and awareness. So we wanna get as many patients as possible to know they need physical therapy, they have some pain or, or know about you. And let's say you do an ad and it comes to a patient and they go to click to schedule an appointment or request an appointment. If that right there um, is us, we are that Intel chip, that conversion tool, we actually provide a patient experience that allows the patient to see what's available, put their information in. It's, it's an integrated approach. It is a great UI for the patient. It's actually like walking them through a booking experience where a click of a button here and there, they could just submit it. Um, the, the difference with that compared to just a form or um, a phone call is that that exact hand-holding experience where you're not going to lose the patient. So that's just from a Google ad, but take a, a look at thinking if somebody called your clinic, they did find you in call and somebody couldn't pick up. What we recommend is you have a voicemail that says you can leave a message or go online to xyzpt.com and book your next appointment. And again, that call to action is a real experience. Um, you also can get a text sent out to the patient that says, sorry, we missed your call. You, we will call you back or you could click here to book your next appointment. So again, it's that action that actually follows getting that patient and converting them. Yeah, just out of curiosity between the texting, I, I know what the data looks like from our end, but the, the texting or the leaving a, a voicemail are one of those more favorable today than, than the other. So generally people will do, do both. It's easy to change your voicemail saying, leave a message or go online to schedule your next appointment, right? Um, and then that actually helps 
if the patient was going to jump to a different clinic and call a different clinic, they, they won't. They might search you, look at your booking and do it through there. That increases your SEO because people are searching you, right? Um, and also increases a patient in the door and, and not a voicemail. The text message is phenomenal because um, that person called, they, they want some action right away. They get a text right after that, that voicemail they left that says, you know, sorry, we missed you. We'll be in touch soon or book an appointment here. It's such an easy touch and click. And we see patients responding with six to eight minutes of that text message. Hey, podcast listeners, when we make assumptions about others, it's just not fair. In spite of that, I'm going to make an assumption about you. You have a growth mindset. You want to help more people, leave a bigger impact, build a better practice. Am I close? If I'm right, then I have a unique offer that I think you'll be interested in. But first, if you're a regular listener, you probably know that this is brought to you by Breakthrough, the leading platform for private practice growth. Breakthrough's mission is to help people in pain get back to normal, live healthier, and do it naturally. The best way to do this is by empowering private practice owners like you to grow your business through direct-to-consumer marketing. If you're a practice owner with a growth mindset, you'd benefit from a risk-free consultation with a breakthrough growth expert. Go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer to take advantage of this unique opportunity. On that call, you'll learn the key principles of how practice owners are helping more people, creating a bigger impact, and building better businesses with Breakthrough Systems. As an added bonus, the team at Breakthrough is giving a $50 Amazon gift card to any of the podcast listeners who attend this growth consultation. Sign up for your growth consultation and $50 gift card at getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. Again, that's getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. Yes. Uh, the text, the auto text was a game changer for us. Once we put that in immediately higher conversions. And just like you, you mentioned, people are responding a higher percentage of the time to that. So it was just a way for us to fix the little leak that we had in our, our marketing process or our marketing funnel, like you alluded to earlier. Um, the, the other thing that you have talked about a lot um, at association events or um, out in the marketplaces is data. And can you talk about how better healthcare looks at data, um, how you think through it, how, how you help owners improve upon what they're already doing with their marketing efforts right now? Absolutely. So think about it from your marketing perspective. You, you're putting a lot out there to get patients to view you, see you, see your brand, but you don't always know where a patient's converting from. You might know the amount of impressions you have, maybe the amount of clicks to call, but you don't know who that was who called and actually became a patient, right? Um, there's a lot of ways that the marketing world is trying to get around that and Google Analytics. What Better Healthcare does is that we are supported by a data warehouse where every single button, link, code, QR code is trackable. We call it adding a UTM link, a unique tracking um, metric right on the end of it, so that if a patient came through a Google ad and clicks request appointment through our better healthcare experience, we know that patient came from there and converted. And you know their name, the time of day they clicked, you know their demographics. Um, and then that allows you to see how many patients converted from that specific ad. The QR code, maybe you put in Dr. Office A, you can see how many patients scan the QR code and actually went through the process, requested an appointment, and you confirmed it on your end. And again, the demographics. 
So now you can start to say, great, this worked really well in the gym or this marathon we did. Um, let's do more of those and let's put my money towards that source medium campaign. So that's the way we look at it is using data and accurate data to then make better business decisions. All right, QR code, pique my interest there. Um, we'll, we'll come back to data warehouse and the UTM link also, but the QR code in a physician's office of all the physical therapy practices that you know that are using that, what are they doing that is successful? Great. So what we see is that obviously physician's office is still a great way of getting patients, right? Um, however, the physicians give out a really big list sometimes now with all these different clinics on it. And they've got to figure out who's the closest to me, who do I call, who takes my insurance? Um, what we recommend is on any branding you give a physician or anywhere, your flyer should have a QR code on it. Your business card should have a QR code on it. You should physically give a QR code that fits in a doctor's pocket and say, if you want a patient to come to us, pull this out in front of them, have them put their phone in front of it, and our schedule pops up on their phone and they can request and schedule right through there. So there's a couple things that does for you. One is it makes you unique. The doctor says, wow, that's pretty awesome and easy. The patient can schedule with you before they leave my office. Great. Two is it actually makes it easier for the patient. They're sitting there. Maybe they're, you know, waiting. They, they don't want to pick up the phone and call you yet because they don't know when the front desk is going to come reach out to them at that doctor's office, right? It just takes out that, that point where they could just do it, do it on their phone and have their appointment set up before they leave. So that's the way we think of QR codes, making it easier, not only for the providers, but the patients and the physicians. All right. Uh, curiosity, curious question. Um, has anybody ever delivered um, anything of value other than schedule. So for example, this is something, this is a way in our area we got around our hospital restrictions. The hospital system, once they started buying up uh, referral sources in our area, this is years ago, 2008, 2009, they stopped allowing us into the office um, to communicate with those physicians in any way. The way that we got around it is we developed these top three exercises for common conditions. So top three exercises for shoulder pain, top three exercises for knee pain, back pain, neck pain, et cetera. And that gave us an excuse as long as, as long as that brochure remained unbranded that we could get in there and doctors were handing out literally thousands of these every year. Um, and I, I guess what I'm wondering is, is there a way that a have you seen anybody use a QR code in a physician's office in that way to deliver those three exercises? I, I have not, but I think that's a great idea. And you definitely can do that. Or even the flyer could be the, the three exercises and the QR code can bring a video up and then a, right there it says click to schedule, right? You can easily get exactly. them converted that way, right? Yeah, so we're, you're capturing the specific interest with the data warehouse and the um, UTM link, we would know where they're coming from and what they're interested in. And then it would be fairly simple to have a follow-up to driving to an appointment right immediately after that. Okay, yeah. thanks. Um, wasn't expecting that deviation, but sounds great. Uh, the data warehouse. So I'm a caveman physical therapy practice owner. I have no idea what you're talking about with the data warehouse. I, I really do. but. Um, for those of us that don't understand what that is, what, what does that mean other than a large collection of data? Well, the way I try to have them think about it um, is 
first, think about your own baseline data, what you're looking at. Uh, you might have a form on your website. And I always ask clinics customers, how many appointments come through that form on a monthly basis? I'm assuming everyone's tracking that in some way, shape or form. And they may say, well, hopefully <laughs> some don't, you're right. I, I see you shake your head. <laughs> um, but in general, they may say, well, we see three people a month come through an email to us. And I say, how many of those convert? And they say, well, we don't really know. We try to reach out to them and try to get them in. We think maybe 50 to 60%. And I say, okay, well then that's your, that's your baseline. Now, what our data warehouse is, is basically, it's a tool, visualization, you, you log in and you see in graphs, pictures, numbers, that the first box we have is how many patients actually requested an appointment in your clinic through this better healthcare experience. How many of those were confirmed by your front desk? So the, the front desk actually clicked confirm. That gives you your confirmation rate, right? And how many were declined? That's just the most basic and you can switch by day, week, month. Um, you could look at just a specific clinic in your company or your whole company. So that's how the tool is interactive. And it really is a visualization um, business intelligence tool that shows you and that's just the most basic information right at the top. Uh, then we've created these, call them looks where you scroll down and then you see exactly where those patients came from. So you'll see a, a nice circle um, graph that'll tell you 50% uh, came from your website, 10% came from direct search, 20% came from your WebPT reach or key or email campaign, 10% um, came from QR codes and, and XYZ. So as you start to add your links, codes, buttons and more digital channels, sources, places, you just see that graph grow and the patients coming through growing. Um, and then you can see which ones are converting best. That's great. So the, essentially a data warehouse, what it means to me as an owner is I get to make better management decisions because I have more insightful data. 100%. And it's not hard to get that data. Everyone has the data. They just don't know how to get it. And it sometimes takes a lot of time and effort to go through a spreadsheet and track it all down. So we make it easy for you to see your data. Yeah, I, I was going to say, usually it's in an Excel spreadsheet or a, a, a Google sheet. Uh, great, so you talked about the UTM link. I think we're good there. Um, the, so growth and revenue through appointment volume, um, going back to that, the, the recent thing that came up in most owners, uh, th this is almost taboo, um, but it's, we, we're physical therapists. We wanna help people, right? Uh, some, uh, well, most of us have some passion towards a certain population of people that we really love helping. For some of us, it's dancers and gymnasts or throwing athletes or whatever that may be, right? Um, the, so we, we have that. As owners, um, deep down, most of us took a very big risk to open our own practice, financial risk. Um, and there is a, a dream that many of us harbor uh, behind the scenes that one day our practice will be valuable. We'll have left a, a meaningful impact in our communities after our 20 or 30, 40 years in business, um, but that the marketplace will recognize our body of work as, as valuable. And that can mean an exit in terms of cash um, or some sort of merger and acquisition or something along those lines. So this is a real button on the eve of having what it's, no longer the eve, I guess it's reality now. We have 
Medicare cuts, declining reimbursements, pushing everything down. And we also have increased pressure cost on uh, employment and uh, the specifically space. I know the cost of construction is going through the roof. Equipment costs have gone up pretty dramatic, doubled more uh, or so within the last year. Um, and many of us have already low margins and now that those margins are shrinking even more. Can you talk about um, the solutions that you're, you're offering owners, why that's important for them to build a more valuable, more impactful practice? Right, and we call that operational efficiency. As you know, there's only so many appointments you can get in a day, right? Um, and as you add more therapists, you can get more appointments, but then you have to add more front desk staff to get those patients scheduled. And a lot of times your front office staff is doing phone calls. They're just booking appointments. They're collecting information. They're verifying insurance benefits. And that's not necessarily the higher value tasks. That's just to get the patient in the door and make sure they're there and they're not canceling. What we like to say is that technology can help. We're, we're not trying to replace anyone, but it can help streamline processes, make it more efficient and allow your front desk to do higher value tasks that's gonna help the bottom line of your company. So you should not have front desk just calling and calling and recalling and getting in the door in the morning and having 10 voicemails they've gotta call back and patients trying to sit there at the desk trying to schedule their next one. How, how we see it is, especially with the integrated model with your EMR, patients can come to the front desk, there's a big QR code, they can put their phone up to their QR code and schedule their own appointments. Um, or they can wait for that front desk staff. Um, and also you can give them magnets at the, the eval or the discharge and say, hey, schedule your plan of care here. You're still the final say to confirm it. So the front desk now sees that come through, pops on your schedule and you either click to confirm or decline or reach out to the patient, but it allows that front desk not to make that 15 minute phone call to get the insurance, the date of birth or, or to go back and forth with the patient what time works best right? Really being operationally efficient and using technology to assist your staff means that you could be leaner and your staff can focus on more important tasks, which is also job satisfaction as well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, mastery, autonomy, purpose, right? Um, and job satisfaction. So love what you said there. I know um, we have a good friend, uh, Todd Herman, wrote the alter ego effect. Um, and uh, he also had a course called the 90 day year. And the one exercise that he had in there is list out every activity that you're doing on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, and then put a, a dollar sign beside each of those activities. And some of those are more higher leverage than others. I think it's super valuable for us as business owners to be doing the same exact thing with our team members. So for Jill at the front desk, what is she doing that is uh, just not valuable at all that we could replace with technology and automation and then what um, where are her highest leverage activities are there any other um and you gave a few really good examples there with scheduling in the qr code are there any other good examples uh marla that come to mind in terms of uh, uh high leverage activities or things that we're doing that are just really essentially a waste of our time that could be replaced with technology yeah, you know, I, I, I just think of every process in the, the PT plan of care. You know, you might say um, a patient didn't show up. They no-showed. Well, your front desk is calling them three times to get them back on the schedule. Um, that's a waste of time a little bit. Yeah, you want them back on the schedule, but if they didn't pick up first, second, third time, 
you know, why not shoot them a text, an email and give one phone call, right? And then see, are they gonna get back on the schedule and convert easier? Sometimes it, maybe it just didn't work with their, their time and all of a sudden five o'clock doesn't work and they just decided, oh, maybe, maybe I don't need therapy anymore because I just can't schedule it. Well, great, give them that easier path and see that you might get that patient back on with less time at the front desk staff, right? Um, the other part is the information. A lot of times when people do call to get the insurance, the date of birth, the injury, sometimes you don't hear it right. And that front desk staff writes it down wrong. When they verify the benefits, they realize, oh shoot, I heard it wrong. I wrote it down wrong. And, and there's a lot of manual error just the, from the patient to the, to the provider. So through technology, because they actually are taking a picture of their insurance card and they're entering their phone number in, it tends to be a lot less of that user manual error. Um, and you're, you're gonna cut down a lot on that and you can verify benefits right there on the spot instead of that extra phone call. Um, I really say it doesn't take away the human interaction because most of our clinics are still doing a reach out. Can't wait to see you. You know, we saw you scheduled, bring a pair of shorts and it's just a quick customer service call. And that does change the dynamics of the patient coming into your clinic. It's a different welcome. It's not a collecting of information call. It's a true customer service call, which I think we all should get in the habit of changing our industry to be. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, about time for healthcare in general to catch up, right? Mm -hmm. With uh, service. Um, love it. The this podcast is brought to you by Breakthrough, the leading platform for practice growth. Breakthrough has helped over 1,500 healthcare practice owners leave a bigger impact in their communities and grow a larger business. As the founder of Breakthrough, I've developed a library of educational resources on practice growth. These are based on my learnings from my own experience as a private practice owner, plus the experience working with thousands of other owners in the Breakthrough community. If you have a growth mindset and you're hungry for free resources to help you grow, check out Breakthrough's resource hub. Go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources, where you'll find on-demand trainings, tools, templates, planning guides, and a host of other free resources. Again, you can find these at getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. If you're interested in getting direct support with your practice growth, you can request a free growth consultation at getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. The, so we're marketing, we're doing conversions. You talked about several um, different tools that Better Healthcare offers. Um, what other tools are available? And I, I, before you answer that, I, I want to give you an idea, at least what we hear in terms of what most owners are doing. Most of us are not marketing specialists or conversion specialists. We grew up in a model where the physician referral was the king. And if you controlled the physician referral or you were able to harness physician referrals, um, then you could build a, a large practice. It was the lifeblood of the practice. However, a few years ago, that started to change. Over the last 20 years, it's changed very dramatically. There are studies out there to prove it. You know, 2003 to 2014, there was a roughly a 57% decline in physician referrals to private practice PT. And there was an equal um, increase in physician referrals, family physician referrals, PCP referrals to specialists. So you were replaced by specialists, study the history of healthcare in the US over the last 20 years, and you can quickly understand why that happens. So now most PTs with very little knowledge of marketing were, were checking boxes. So it's 
do I have an email system, right? And we often confuse sending out a single email to Mary is different than sending out a, a broadcast email or a, a campaign to 20,000 of my patient, you know, 20,000 names on my patient list. Same thing with uh, SEO, you know, do I have SEO? Yes, check. And all, all things are equal, right? So we don't think about marketing or the, the market that we're trying to address. We don't think about uh, the media that we're using or any of those other things. And we make a lot of errors. However, when we do get it right, and we, when we do have interest, that, that conversion piece is significant. And it's the one that we, not just in physical therapy, but in all verticals and healthcare, it's the one that is often overlooked because the average clinician thinks if I nail the advertising piece, if I nail the right Google, the words on my Google ad, then I just walk into the eval room and the patient's ready to go. And that is not real. So can you talk about how you help bridge the gap there? Any other tools that you want to mention, Marla, um, et cetera, because I think that's ultimately the problem that you're solving is once you nail the marketing, you're helping more people, you're helping capture more of, uh, harvest more potential patients than uh, not using your tools. Yep, absolutely. And, and I think of it as, you know, you, you now finally got your therapist to write some blog posts and you get them out there and then great, someone read your blog post, but if you don't have a place for them to click and convert right there on the spot, then that could be a wasted effort on, on the funnel. You want to get all those funnels to convert. So a blog post, your LinkedIn and your social media and your Facebook, it's not just about having the button there. You know, it's a, a real button to convert, putting a post out with a QR code putting a post up, did you know you can come directly to a physical therapist today when you have pain, click here and they click and convert. Those are all great spots. And then it's not just being able to offer a in-clinic a person appointment. It's also being offered to offer telehealth. And we do that. Better Healthcare does utilize an inbound telehealth request and an outbound telehealth. And I know a lot of people did it for the pandemic. And they said, you know, did it when I had no other option. And it was great. And then now they're back to in-person and they, they just drop it to the wayside. What I say is it's a tool in your toolbox, just like every other tool. So if somebody calls and cancels, you can say, can I shoot you a telehealth call instead? Can we do 15 minutes to review your exercises? Sure, actually, that works, right? Or if somebody finds you online and they're not sure if they want to come in, they can click the telehealth and they could do just a 15-minute intro call with you. And you can use that as another avenue to get them in the door. So I really, really think that everybody needs to start thinking above and beyond their physical doors and continue to use these different tools. Um, you know, we've got some people who every time somebody comes in for a back problem, they do a telehealth call for an ergonomic assessment. They say, go to your office tomorrow. We're going to set up a telehealth call and I'm going to take a look at your office. You're going to walk me around your office. And that's part of their protocol. I've got clinics that connect with doctors and say, I'm going to do a telehealth post-op for your patient and a telehealth pre-op, a pre-op and post-op. That way I check in with them and I know they're going to come to me later, right? Like, so there's a lot of ways and tools through technology that you can meet the patient where they are and grab them and really give them a better service at the end of the day. That's great. And I think there are some really good examples uh, specifically within uh, healthcare and fitness, and uh, they're kind of untapped. I'll share with you uh, back in 2011, because of the 
some YouTube success we were having with just really videos that I was posting for almost like your gymnastics experience that led to the app, the home exercise app. I, I just, so you, you came in for knee pain or we'll go with shoulder since that's the real. So it, we would get to your last appointment, Marla, and I would make a video for you around like three simple exercises that I wanted you to do, continue with forever. I would post it on YouTube and a couple of those just went crazy viral. Like millions of you, it was insane. Off of that, um, we started getting requests from internationally, uh, primarily. It, significant from India, Europe, and South America, some Canadian. And we, it, it was a very gray area at the time. Remember, this is 2011. Um, so hopefully the statute of uh, limitations is good. <laughs> but I uh, had a conversation with Paul Welk after doing um, virtual uh, or telehealth appointments for about a year. And he said, uh, you know, not really sure how your license transfers internationally, you might want to hold off on doing that until it's more clearly defined. So we did that. Um, today, we, it's not much, it's less than 1% of our business, but it is there. If for illness or some other barrier comes up, we can always have that just to have this, you know, the, the most meaningful communication as possible um, that, that the restrictions will allow to help the patient continue to move forward. And it, just out of curiosity, across your entire better healthcare platform, um, any idea in the best case scenario is what percentage of the business is telehealth? Do you have anybody doing it 100% um, or any, anything like that? I don't say we have anyone doing it 100%. We have some people who only do telehealth, but they do connect with a clinic if the person has to go into a clinic, right? Yeah. Uh, I do believe that there is always that if you're a post-op, you might need some equipment here and there. So um, we've got some people who, what they do is they hire telehealth providers and those people are focused on telehealth within their plan of care. So when a patient has therapist A, they might say, okay, we're going we're gonna to send you to our telehealth provider for you know this part of your exercise. Um, and we also see a lot of people using it as if they have multiple clinics and there's a really good shoulder person in, in clinic A and they're not physically in clinic B, you can use telehealth to then train the therapist or be part of that session. So um, we see trainees being telehealth, we see therapists only doing telehealth and then taking all of those requests come in and then divvying them out to the right clinic when it's that time to send them to the clinic. So that that's different ways we've seen it. Awesome. But I haven't seen fully 100% yet. Yeah, the, the the hybrid model seems to be the way that yeah. it, that I, I believe it will continue to grow. Um, the the trend is there. We had a huge, you know, the pendulum swung. We're all going to be, you know, every practice is going to be 100% virtual. Two years ago was was pretty much what we saw, and now it's it started to rebalance. But it, it, it's I believe it's here to stay long term. Um, do you feel the same? Maybe I should have asked you your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I think it's here to stay. And I think it's it's a tool in your toolbox. Um, definitely here to stay long-term. And the ones that don't make it here to stay long-term in some way, shape, or form are going to be missing out on appointments. Great. So before we get to the final question here, um, and uh, we're going to try something new, you'll be the first podcast guest ever to go through this. We'll call it the final question. Um, what's it, If a practice owner wants to learn more about better healthcare, um, and the conversion tools that you offer or reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you? 
you can marla at betterhealthcare.co. That's my email. Um, you can absolutely call me 917-768-2525. Wow, um, that was brave. <laughs> <laughs> and you absolutely can go to our website, betterhealthcare.co, and we've got a great way to request a demo. Great. So um, we, we had a guest on, uh, Ben Wapker, uh, about a year ago, and he recommended these uh, podcast decks to me with very good questions. So um, I just need a number from one to five. I have a deck of cards. I pulled five out that are very safe. Um, so any number from one to five, I'm going to ask that question. One. One. All right. Oh, this is a weird one. What antiquated invention do you still use? Um, interesting question for the telehealth technology person. <laughs> uh, antiquated invention do I still use? Uh, just for within view, there you have quite a few notepads, um, some three ring binders, and a bookshelf as well. So. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I still write down almost everything on a sticky note or a notepad. And it's not even that I go back and, and read it. It's actually the act of writing helps me remember it versus typing or or uh, sending some kind of a text. So yeah, I definitely still use pen and paper and write down almost everything. That's great. Marla Ranieri with Better Healthcare. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was great. Thank you, Chad. I really appreciate it. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, Make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.